This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you once again to the Warning Radio program. I have my good friend, Apostle Don Beasley, uh, Turning Point City Church, Dixon, Illinois. Uh, Don, welcome back. Good morning, Dr. Hanson. How are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Uh, we've avoided a bullet uh, in Washington State, but uh, I'm going to get into a couple other things before I say what happened uh, in Washington just recently. And I was scheduled to testify, but um, 33,000 doctors and nurses in Canada refused to take the poison clot shot. Why? Because they know it's lethal. Um, wow. That was a headline news from Open House. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, well, you know, I think that I, I wondered when the people that are, are going to wake up uh, to all this stuff. I mean, you know, people are, uh, that's been my contention from this whole thing, really smart people. Uh, are pushing this stuff, you know. I mean, because that's all they've uh, been told to do their whole careers, education-wise and everything. And uh, so I, but I think they're now starting to wake up and realize this ain't working. And uh, it's actually doing the opposite. And uh, you know, my, question, my question is still this, you know, have they done so much damage that they can't reverse it now? Well, you know, what's amazing to me, Don, is we're, we're talking about intelligent people that are refusing to take this vaccination. Intelli- These are doctors and nurses. I could read you scientists. I can read you a flood of military people, uh, law enforcement that is uh, being fired instead of taking it. I mean, we could go on. These are intelligent people. People. These are not just people that sit around a coffee house drinking coffee and discussing things and giving your opinion. These are intelligent people. Right. That, that's just, that's. I, I wondered all along, you know, I follow the American frontline doctors and they're some of the first ones who are just like, something isn't right about this or ways to treat this and whatever. You don't have to vaccinate everybody. But the mantra is, and, and that, that bothers me, the mantra is, is everybody has to be vaccinated. And we've never been through a thing like that before. You know, not that I, I mean, I mean, even when they had stuff like smallpox and, and uh, polio and stuff like that, people got the vaccination, but they weren't forced to get it. Uh, it was left up to the individual, you know. 
nine children, some of these vaccinations, they've been for years have been forcing children to have a vaccination, a certain amount of vaccinations to be able to go to school. And then there's another thing I'll just give you, for instance, now, now the last maybe 10 years or whatever, you have to have uh, uh, dental. You got to go to the dentist and you got to have be released from a dentist to go to school. Got to have dental work done. At least here in Illinois, you do. I think it's about everywhere. And uh, my granddaughter, and she's going to be, she's four years old. And she had some problems with her teeth, you know, and they sent her, they sent her to specialists in Chicago and they, her, they capped all of her baby teeth. They wouldn't pull them out. Wow. Anyway, they capped them off. So they had to put her to sleep and, and, and grind her teeth and do all this stuff like that to put caps on her teeth. Good night. Uh, little babies. I mean, and I, and I, and I, I still can't get over. Why did they do that? I mean, I, I don't get it at all. Well, they don't do it in Washington State, and we're a very liberal state like like the state you live in. And I have a dentist that's been with me on my staff since uh, 1998. Uh, he used to be a Buddhist, a uh, very influential, uh, successful dentist. Uh, he got saved. Uh, read one of my newsletters. Demons were cast out of him. Uh, he's gone through our Bible school, has a doctorate degree in ministry, has been uh, used around the world for me to start dental clinics and uh, organize meetings lived in Jamaica, now Africa, but he still, he still practices in Washington, still comes back, has three dental clinics. He doesn't do any of this. I'm sure he would be shocked. So I don't know what's going on where you live. I've never heard of anything. I I still can't get over the fact that uh, that's your baby teeth. They don't even have very deep roots, you know. They're grinding them off. He's got like six six or seven or eight caps. That's what I'm saying. This is insanity, in my opinion. <laughs> and it's mandated by here. It's it's mandated. I mean, they would. I mean, the dentist wouldn't even deal with her. He sent her to some specialist. Good night. I and, mean, uh, but you got a lot of crazy things going on, including the mayor of Chicago. Oh, it's, you know, you know that you know that here last week she got into a fight with the teachers union in Chicago because they. They spent all. They spent about a billion dollars to fix all these schools so they can go back to school, right? Yes. Well, then the Omicron happens, and they went on, and they would. The teachers wouldn't. Go, they got together and voted not to have school. We're staying out of school because of this virus. Well, it's you know, and here it is. This is election coming up, you know, and uh, they know they know, man. If they keep these kids out of school here anymore, they're all going to get thrown out of office. They're probably going to get thrown out anyway. Let's hope so. But, but she got she got into a public fight on television with him, and then you have her and the biggest teachers union in Chicago talking about how he, how they're all of them are like unlearned and don't under you know that it was it was actually funny to watch TV, man. Because I'm like, here they are in a dog fight, you know, uh, and they've been working together hand and foot through this whole thing, you know. Uh, now they finally went back to school. Well, I don't know. They voted last night. I don't even know how that turned out. I haven't looked this morning yet. But they, the teachers were in school the day before, and they were going to vote last night where they're going to have kids come back to school. In, the whole, in all of Chicago. Wow. Wow. You know, we just had um, – we have a special service for staff and families uh, Tuesday nights now. 
and uh, starts with tremendous worship, goes into a, a live message on television and syndicated around the world on uh, radio. And uh, then, then spiritual warfare, prayer. But we prayed for confusion uh, in the enemy's camp when they were trying to force in Washington State uh, children to be vaccinated in schools. And there was also discussion about quarantine camps for the unvaxxed. And uh, we, we really did a lot of prayer. And uh, that's, you know, it did cause confusion. I was scheduled to testify. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, uh, there was such an outcry over here that everything that was uh, on the table or proposed or thinking about has been delayed and uh, nothing's going into effect. But I, I, one thing I believe, again, is confusion, praying confusion into the enemy's camp. And that is great. It goes into scripture. What happened to the mayor and the teachers union? Uh, let, let them turn on each other. Let dog eat dog. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I've been preaching in the, this year talking about turning the page, moving forward. That's, that's what the church needs to do. And I've been using all this different stuff, but I started last week i preached a message called secret intelligence is this about joshua getting ready to cross over into the promised land and uh i i asked the question you know they wanted to shut down the church um they didn't want the church to worship or whatever my question was is what why, why were what are they afraid of god and, you know when, when, the, <laughs> when the when joshua sent the spies over you know they said we're you know, Rahab told him, you know, the people are scared to death of you because of what God has done. And I, I think that today, I mean, when what was really interesting is when they came back in verse 22 and 24 of chapter 2, when the spies returned and they reported Joshua, they told him, the Lord has surely given us the whole land. All their people are melting in fear because of what God has done. And so, and I think the same is so the people of Israel were poisoned with an evil report that kept them wandering mindlessly for 40 years. Only to find out that they were afraid to enter a land of people that were terrified of a God who was with them and the God that's now in us. You know, I think you got a great point there, Don, is uh, uh, so much of, if we want to say the lukewarm, the compromised, the carnal, uh, dysfunctional church today, they're terrified of the enemy, not realizing the power of God that is available through them if they'll just uh, be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, if they just give themselves totally over like the people that were involved in the Great Awakening, if they are chasers of truth and intimacy and love with Jesus Christ and want all of God, let me tell you the power of God that's available. Uh, they don't have to be afraid of uh, all of these enemies that are trying to destroy our freedoms if they'll rise up and be true ambassadors. Done? Amen. That's, I, I believe that. I just, I, it, it just struck me when I just, I was just asking, what in the world are they so afraid of? Uh, and they're, they're not afraid of this virus. I mean, I mean, you know, they just want, they just, you guys can't worship. I mean, they, what we don't understand is they understand where our power is. They said, you got to shut your mouth. If you get together, you can't only get a few of you together. You can't touch each other. You can't sing praise to God or worship. It's too dangerous to do that. But the reality is, is that when we come together in the spirit and connect us to the body of Christ, which requires real connection, and we begin to worship in one, one mind and one accord, 
it brings the presence of God is and where the presence of God is. That's where freedom comes from. You're right. It doesn't come from the government. And, and they, and, but the, our enemies understand that. So they said, while we have power, we're going to make it so you can't do what brings your power. Yeah. The, en- and, and, the enemies so do understand that. Like you said, they understand the evil spirits influencing uh, these evil leaders. Uh, they are very much afraid of the Holy Spirit and uh, they understand where the power comes from and that the church can uh, dilute and, and, and turn back and destroy uh, all of the power from this demonic forces. Uh, and Satan is, is really afraid if the church will wake up and understand the authority they have. Oh, absolutely. That's what I mean, that the church, I mean, that the church has power. I, I was just to, just, to, just to show you something that, like, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to just use the scriptures to infuse, to infuse something that will spark people's faith. Amen. To understand, to really understand the God that they worship. That's right. Get off, get off of this, you know, oh, I, I'll take this little morsel from the government, you know, they said this. The government didn't call us to worship. They don't give us permission to worship. That's right. Uh, and so one of the things I was looking at is I was looking at when the children of Israel crossed over the Red Sea, or not the Red Sea, but the Jordan River. In the scriptures, it says that the water backed up by a town called Adam. Okay? that that That's 70 miles away from where they crossed that river. So when they crossed the river to go into, and then it said that the water shut off from, from Adam all the way down to the Dead Sea. Okay? Yes. So from Adam to where they went across is 70 miles. And then I don't know how far it is, but it's over 100 miles down the rest of the way, or about or near 100. So a, a spot of over 100 miles wide. So they didn't just have a little spot to go across on dry ground. They went across on a super highway. That's right. You know, and I, and I, I that that blows my mind because the water stood up in the Red Sea, you know, on the side, but the water dried up all the way back down. And so one person one time I was talking about said, "Oh, that's happened three times in history. There's a the bank on the west bank up there by that town up there falls in the water and dams it up." And I go, "That's great. I have no problem with that. I don't care how the water stopped." I said, well, what you got to, what you have to uh, rectify is that God told Joshua exactly when to have the priest step in the water. That's right. <laughs> he knew exactly when it was going to happen. So anyway, I just, I just think that God, you know, today, I don't think it's going to be a little thing. I think God's opening up his gigantic wide open door for the remnant church to arise and, and become, and become what he's supposed to do. Because I think there's going to be, People are going to be harmed by this vaccination. We've got people that have dreams about this that are standing in line for over a mile to get prayed for because they, they think that they're, they're, they've been harmed greatly by this vaccination. And uh, we have to be prepared. I, I remind you of John Lake. I don't know if you know the story. Uh, when the plague was going on, uh, he went to a, a place where they send people to die. And nobody could go in there. And he said, I need to go down there and pray for these people. They wouldn't let him go down there. And he, so he had him in his book. He had him, to, he had him put the, the, this virus in the palm of his hand and then put under a microscope. They put that virus in the palm of his hand and they put it under a microscope. It was dead. Yes. And then he went, and they let him go ahead. They let him go down there and pray for all those people that was in to go around them. 
and he went down there and prayed for them, and a whole lot of them got, not all of them, but a whole lot of them got well and lived, and he didn't get sick at all. Yep. I'll tell you what. So but, I, think, I think there's a time of incredible supernatural uh, things that we have not even yet in our mind conceived at all that God's about to do through his church. Well, I totally agree with that, Don. I'm on a series right now. I know in our services we hold uh, the fourth week is uh, coming, and uh, it's basically all dealing with uh, a great awakening, another great awakening. Uh, the first one was titled Great Anointing, and I said John Wesley, Charles G. Finney, Dwight L. Moody, Maria Woodworth Etter, Carl Judd Montgomery, Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lake, Evan Roberts, Reese Howells, Amy Simple McPherson, Catherine Coleman, Randy Clark, Heidi Baker, and many other movers and shakers, too numerous to mention, had all tapped into the reality of the divine nature of God by loving Him with all their being. Second Peter 1 4, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped Amen. the corruption that is in the world. And one more reference, Mark 12 29 through 34. Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandment is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Uh, And I'll tell you what, this is what you mentioned earlier. The church doesn't understand the power that's awaiting for them to tap in if they'll love God with all their heart, soul, and mind, if they'll do what Jesus said as he commanded them, go tarry before you even try to be my witness, before you try to represent me as my ambassador, go tarry for the third person of the Trinity to come in you and work through you, and then go out and do great exploits. Done? Amen. That's a... Yeah, that, that uh, you know, there's a pattern here in the, throughout the Bible, you know, you find the same pattern. Even in the Old Testament, you find the same pattern. Uh, like Israel, when they went into the promised land, I find it absolutely amazing that they crossed over the, the Red Sea right in front of Jericho, which was the, that was the first, that was the most fortified city in all of, in, in all the land. That's and, right. <laughs> That's right. That they, anybody coming across that river, that that would be their first place they would come against, and they were all in, you know, league together. And uh, they went across there right in front of of, of uh, Jericho, and then and then they did something that was absolutely amazing. The waters closed back, and they spent their first night there. And uh, and then Joshua has them all circumcised, which is a military move, is suicide. And I was at the doctor the other day at a urologist, and I asked him, if a, if a grown man got circumcised, how long would it take him to, to heal to be able to do about anything? He goes, what, do you want to be circumcised? I said, no, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. I'm just asking the question. And he goes, he said, I, you, he said, you wouldn't do anything for a week. Yes. He said, it'd be 10 days or 15 days. And then you'd probably, he said, he said it'd probably take you, you know, 15, 20 days before you could, you know, really get around well, get all healed up, you know. So that would be, for a grown man, that would be quite ordeal, he said. That's right. And so here they did that, 
So they go right, they go in front of, God has them go across here, and then as soon as they get across, he incapacitates them for at least 8, 10, 15 days, right? Um, but that whole thing was to, to, to show them, I mean, they had, they, had to, they had not followed God's covenant of circumcision. And for us, we have to circumcise our heart. That's right. And it, it, it's the same kind of thing. If we don't circumcise our heart, we're not ready for the battle in front of us. Well, that's, and that's where you talk about loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's taking the callousness of your heart away. So, and it's a work of the spirit. You have to allow, God will do it, but you have to allow him to do it. That's right. You have to submit yourself to it. And then he cuts it away. And then it gives you a, then you have a uh, sensitivity to the heart and the mind of God about things. And, and the things we're talking about, that's how you get the sensitivity of God to know what to do is to have a circumcised heart. But if you, if you don't have a circumcised heart, you won't know what to do because we're going away. We've never been before. No, you're exactly right. Don. going to have to teach us and show he, we're going to have to be able to hear his voice to know what to do. You're exactly right. And, and, you know, I'm glad you brought that out about the circumcision. I mean, you don't hear that uh, taught when people speak on Joshua and, and Jericho very much. But uh, the, the real point that it really shows you is they had to rely on God totally. Even, even the instructions were uh, today. It was crazy uh, how to win a battle. But uh, they had to totally rely on God. They were physically not ready uh, in their bodies, but even the instructions to win the the battle right there today, people would call crazy. A lot of people would never do it. They had to learn to totally trust in God, and that's where we're at today. Done, right? Exactly. That's exactly where we are. And I think that what they what what you see in in them when they did this is that they went across, they established in Gilgal, okay. And that's what it means to go, and they would come back to Gilgal throughout all the, I think, like 13 uh, crusades or battles on behalf of Israel, go out from Gilgal. They come back to Gilgal. And I think that's a picture of victory to victory, or glory to glory. Yes. Uh, we, and our victory is not, what's really neat is our victory is not winning the battle. Our victory is being united in God. Amen. Amen. And so they, they come in there, we're right with God, we go win the battle, we come back, we worship God. That's we're right. right with God, we go win the battle, we come back, we worship and thank God for it. And, uh, and the that's how they win those, those battles. And the reality... So that's how we're supposed to win. That's right. God wins the battle through you and I, through obedience. Right. On my uh, World Ministries International with Dr. Jonathan Hansen Facebook, I have let God be God and his enemies will scatter. Moses, King David, Queen Esther, Elijah, the movers and shakers of the Great Awakening were victorious, and so will you be. Uh, that's today, thought of the day. Amen. That's awesome. That's just that's the truth. That's just what we need to be about doing. And more people in the pulpit need to start really, really just letting God, God will lead you to the scriptures, and he will give you what you need to inspire your people Uh to be courageous, victorious overcomers. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program, special guest, uh, Apostle Don Beasley, Turning Point City Church, uh, Dixon, Illinois, tremendous man of God. 
I want you to look at my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. You can read daily the thought of the day. You can also look at my ministry Facebook, World Ministries International with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. As I read it, let God be God and his enemies will scatter. Moses, King David, Queen Esther, Elijah, the movers and shakers of the great awakening were victorious and so will you be. Also, my email, warning at worldministries.org. That's warning at worldministries.org. I want you to sign up for Eagles Saving Nations. Eagles Saving Nations. We're kicking that off. Eagles Saving Nations. We need another great awakening. We need, again, people full of God, filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. We need to declare war on the enemy with a power to defeat the enemy. Eagles Saving Nations. If you go on my website, you'll see Eagles Saving Nations. Read the vision statement, the mission statement, uh, statement of faith, and membership. Sign up. And let's declare war on the victor- on the enemy. And we're going to have tremendous exploits, tremendous victories. Jesus loves you, and so do we. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.